Blog Talk Radio. too fast. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a Halloween edition of The Green Room. I am your host, Mike Galloway, and barely making it back from uh, earlier tonight. I was uh, out at a haunted house and uh, chilling out and totally lost track of time and trying to get back with traffic and everything. So I almost didn't make it, but we're here and we're ready to go. And tonight's probably one of my most I, last week I was I had a lot of fun because I had a great guest. We had a great message, you know, volunteerism and volunteers. And when I was doing all this and going through, of course, it's always like, what are we going to do? And uh, I figured it's Halloween night. We got to have something good. So here we are with all things Rocky Horror. Uh, and I, I will probably bring up a picture show a little bit. But because it's about theater and everything, it's more talking about the Rocky Horror Show. Of course, the music, lyrics, book, Richard O'Brien. Uh, you know, it, it's a huge, huge cult following. Everybody's watching it. Uh, everybody does it. Everybody sings it. Everybody does everything to it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Rocky Horror and its inception. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new version that Fox just had out. Uh, and see what you think about it and see what the guests think about it. Um, and like I said, if you do want to call in tonight, it's 516-387-1799. Okay, again, that's 516-387-1799. And we do have guests tonight, and I'm really excited. I have a lineup of uh, of folks. So some are going to be joining us now, some are going to be joining us later. And I actually added tonight a 45-minute show. So we're going to be longer than normal because this is going to take a lot. Uh, tonight we do have guest uh, Jim Dobbs, who will be on in just a little bit. Jim uh, played Dr. Scott uh, in a production I worked with with the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And it was he's a seasoned actor in this area, director, uh, and he's all around great guy. So he's going to be on in just a little bit. Uh, Chad Allen Carr, who is the executive director out in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, he, um, they, they just wrapped theirs up. So we're going to talk with him a little bit later on tonight. Uh, we're going to have a couple other guests, um, that will be coming on. So we'll surprise you with them. But uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to bring, uh, we're going to bring, uh, let me just let me see how I want to do this. Do I want to just bring everybody on at the same time and we all chat? Let's do a little round table. I think so. Rock, paper, scissors, lizards, Spock, and yes. So with that being said, I'm gonna push some buttons and we'll see what happens. Right now, if I push the right button, Mr. Jim Dobbs is on. Jim, are you there with me? Hey, Mike. There he is. And if I push this button, magic button. All the way from Pennsylvania, Mr. Chad Allen Carr. Chad Allen, you there? I'm here. How are you? Holy crap. I got a three-way going. I didn't even know how to do it. Look at that. 
No, it's uh, no, 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 Jim. No jokes. No jokes. Um, I'm just gonna say I, that joke made itself, Michael. I know, right? And for me, it that's, doesn't need any help. I don't need to even do anything. Well, la- later on, we're gonna have. Uh, by the way, I wanted to just bring it up. Uh, Bobby Glenn Brown, who's an actor director in Marquette, Michigan. He's been doing Doctor Frankenfurter for years and has directed it. And uh, one of my good friends, Grant Morenz, a seasoned actor, played Doctor Frankenfurter. Uh, several times in Champaign-Urbana. Anytime I work with it, it's in my contract. He has to do it. So uh, he'll be on again later, too. So, But my first two guests are on. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. And thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedules to to join me tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, let's see. Uh, let's start with uh, Jim first. Um, when did you start learning about Rocky Horror? And did you were you a fan back Back then, or yeah, of course. you acquired fans? I go back. Yeah, I go back to the movie days with it. Um, I saw it a few times back then. I recognized the phenomenon. I wasn't a part of it, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty amazing that all these people would show up and do all this stuff along with the movies. I got a big kick out of it, and then when the show came along, I was thrilled to get to do it. Uh, as a character actor playing Dr. Scott, you know, having the fishnets on under the blanket, the <laughs> wheelchair and everything, right up my alley. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Chad, uh, what's your uh, your history with Rocky Horror and your thoughts, and when did you uh, first uh, learn about this phenomenon? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably when I was in junior high, I uh, went to the River Oaks theater in Houston, Texas, and saw the shadow cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And um, many years later, I uh, started doing playing Frankenfurter in community theater productions of the Rocky Horror Show, and I just closed my fifth year of playing Frankenfurter. Wow. Wow. Now, is this, so it's, it's annual for your theater company to do Rocky Horror then? Um, actually, we've only done it for two years. Um, I've done it at uh, two years for another theater in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and one year at another theater in York, Pennsylvania. Um, and I've just done it for two years in Gettysburg. Um, so we tried to make it a tradition, and I was thinking of taking a break, and my fans are actually, uh, the Rocky Horror fans are actually revolting against me. So I think we're going to have to bring it back. <laughs> next year, no matter what, because I think they're going to boycott my theater if I don't. <laughs> Dude, you, just, you just said Rocky Horror fans were revolting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're revolting. They're going to boycott me somebody, if I don't bring it back next year, I'm telling you. But they're really upset that I'm taking a break. <laughs> um, I guess this can go out to both of you. Uh, you know, whoever uh, wants to answer first um, is the You've both been involved with both versions um, as actors, uh, and I know directing it and producing it myself and being involved with it, it's a whole different world. But, you know, in the movie and in the shadow cast, um, when, they, when they show the movie and you shadow cast it and everybody does all the throwing of the things and all that stuff, does it throw you off as an actor that's all happening? Or you kind of basically kind of already know it's just going to be there and you have to, this is one of those shows you just have to be used to it. And either oh, way, ahead, uh, Chad. go Chad, Chad first. 
Sure. Um, I I think that it's um, I mean it's it's going to be there, and so I I I tell my cast members to um, take the pauses in the script um, because I know that they're going to the callbacks are going to be are going to be there, and uh, I always have um, have been fortunate to have a cast member that knows pretty much every callback ever ever created. <laughs> and so he's very helpful in rehearsal. He's our narrator, and I have him during rehearsals um, shouting out all the callbacks uh, from the start so that the actors are used to uh, the callbacks and, 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 and uh, the call-outs and can get used to the pausing and the lines and the, and the line delivery. They can deliver it however they want as long as they take the pause. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's important to do that because yeah. the fans love that part anyway. Even yeah. though there's a lot of the of the movie that's not in the play, you know, uh, such as the the dinner scene, which is not in the play. Right. You know, but, uh, so people, you know, sometimes they'll bring toast, and I say, no, you may not have toast. Well, what? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why can't we have the toast? Because that's not in the play. You can't bring your toast. <laughs> Wrong version. <laughs> Go to the movie with your toast. Please do not throw right. toast to me. If Jim, <laughs> uh, Jim, same question toast. to you. Well, you know, it's part of it. I mean, it's just part of it. I I was lucky I got to see the film once, uh, a real lightly attended night. So I actually heard the whole the whole thing, you know, back in the day. Uh, because once the phenomenon got started, you know, a lot of the movies drowned out by the, the call-outs and this kind of thing. Uh, but it's part of it, and it's part of the experience. So um, I think it has to be. You have to allow for it on the live show, and and I don't, I don't get thrown too easily. You know, if I get thrown, it's usually me that throws me. <laughs> <laughs> the weirder it gets, the more I like it. You know that, right? Well, we have a. <laughs> uh, we just pinged in um, another guest, which. This is my record of three. I'm I'm excited. Uh, Grant Morenz is. Uh, I pushed the button and uh, he should be here. Grant, are you, are you on? I'm on. There he is. I'm Yay. here. All right. Hey, well, Grant, uh, Grant, Hi. Jim, Jim, Grant, Chad, Grant, Grant, Chad, Jim. So everybody, everybody knows each other now. <laughs> Doctor, I hope so. Well, Jim's the only one that has them. Jim, we have two Frankenfurters and a Doctor Scott, and I think. Bobby also played Frankenfurter, so I wasn't, I didn't really actually know that when I booked all the guests that I had three Furters and one Scott. So, <laughs> plus, it's like cool because that was the first Yeah, right? So, Grant, uh, we were just talking. I know you probably heard a little bit what was going on, but um, your background a little bit with Rocky Horror, can you just tell us briefly, you know, your, when you first found out about it, when you became a, a non-Rocky version, well, and uh, your history with was, Rocky Horror. Yeah, I mean, it was a very strange way it happened. I, uh, My friend actually said, I'm going to audition for this show. And I said, oh, really, what's it What's it called? And he goes, it's a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've heard of that or whatever. And I said, I may audition, I may not. And then I did, uh, and then took his part, uh, which <laughs> he was pissed at me for like two weeks about, <laughs> but he got over it. Uh, that's mad fear, by the way. And, uh, and and that's how that worked. Uh, and I fell in love with the show. I mean, I, I had only seen the movie one time uh, in college. Uh, and so I was kind of going at it blind. Uh, but I love the character. And I and it, it just started to really fit me well, uh, which says a lot about me in general, because I'm a little off. So, um, 
you know, I was able to really kind of get into it. And once I did, I just, I just fell in love with the show. I think it's a beautiful show and all the meanings that are behind everything and stuff. And I know a lot of people treat it silly and it should be silly and it should be wild, but I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there that I think can be flushed out. And if you always stay in the character, I mean, it works, but of course, like you guys said, that feedback stuff will throw you uh, if you're not ready for it. So I just get bigger and bigger until they shut up. I mean, that's, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> and pretty true. soon they weren't saying too much. Yeah, so, you know, you just got to kind of. This is the kind of question. Yeah, so, I mean, we did. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're, go ahead. Go. No, that's okay. So, we, I mean, I just said that live once, and I did it live with you. And I'll be doing it live again if anybody asks me to do it for the rest of my life. I just enjoy it. You get no better energy from an audience than that audience. That audience well, is with you. Twice, it, they you are They are out of control. You've done it twice for me, and, and I was going to ask you, it was kind of almost diff, some different cast members, but you're the same. Did it change for you between the two shows, or is it still just – I'm not saying it's no, cast I, members. And I was going to ask Chad the same thing, was that after Grant answers, I want to hear your response, Chad, uh, is that, you know, I'm sure you've done it multiple times. Is it is, everybody knows this character? You know, what do you have to do to was it different every time? Was it better? Was it the same? Um, yeah, Grant? well, the the audience I've never been in a bigger show where an audience dictates what you do. Um, you know, you can see where that audience is going and you you hit things more for what the audience wants. I mean, we walked off one stage one time, they're like, What was that? I, was like, I don't know. I said, I was just giving them what they wanted. <laughs> I don't know what that dance move was. I don't know what that was. I don't remember who said the last line. All I do know is they're happy. And that's all I care about. All I care about. Because these characters mean so much to people, yeah. and they're very serious about it, so you can't mess it up. I mean, it's scary. Right. It's a scary audience to perform in front of. But, you know, so, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And, Grant, I know that I, I, and I want to hear Chad's response right after I'm, right after I'm done saying this. Uh, is that the first time we did Rocky, uh, I mean, there were 600 people plus in this place. It was packed. And that vamp when Frankenfurter comes out. And I think we had to wait almost five minutes, four minutes. For yeah, the, it was, the yeah, was, yeah, it was a good, yeah, it was a while. They just, they couldn't stop. take it. Yeah. And Chad, I mean, for you, it's, it was insane. I mean, I've never seen a crowd go so crazy so long. Like, People, we have to keep moving, and they just would not stop. Chad, your your um, what's your take on Frankenfurter, and and give me some of your thoughts of you know when you played him. Um, I, I I like to to uh, put a lot of um, I like to put a lot of Tim Curry in it, um, but I also because because they expect it, but I also mm-hmm. put a lot of of uh, different characterisms in it uh in, in the role um and, and i agree you, you, what you kind of feel out the audience and you give them you give them what they want because you're hearing something from the, from the from the call outs and the energy and the and the applause or or the lack thereof sometimes it's an 8 p.m show and not a midnight show and the 8 p.m audience is just not quite with you and the midnight audience is already wasted and they're really with you <laughs> but uh you know we we do 8 p.m and midnight shows uh byob at our theater and uh it's pretty insane and uh it they they have a great time and and uh, i throw everything you know at them with that character from um you know from uh carol channing voices to 
uh, Catherine Hepburn voices to, you know, just <laughs> randomly, just craziness, and they, they love it. And I also have found that, you know, after doing it five times, the a lot of the call-outs change and come become more contemporary as well. And there's a lot more, I mean, you know, describe Justin Bieber, a weakling, weighing 98 pounds. <laughs> You know, you know, a lot of them become more <laughs> contemporary. And this year, being an election year, we had a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> with uh, some of those call-outs. And um, I even, I even had some some call-outs. Sometimes I'll call out to back back at the audience uh, occasionally, um, at which they get a kick out of as well. Such so as when I'm whipping oh when I'm whipping riffs with, I come out. How did it happen? And I've got a whip, a bull whip. Um, and I hit him, or I hit Magenta, somebody will say, hit him again! And I say, wait your turn. <laughs> and they, it drives them wild. It drives them Are you taking notes, Grant? Are you taking notes for this one? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I just always, I mean, I've never had to, I've never had to talk back to the audience because they're usually right with what I'm doing. So I never right. had to really stop anything. I mean, I could add stuff to it. You know me, I'll just go on forever. But um, <laughs> the funny thing is, yeah, is about is that most of the time, <laughs> that's, that's that's time when I was doing it, my job. it was just the looks. All job. I had to do was look out at the audience, and they would—I right. mean, they would just do whatever they, you know, yeah. just, you know. So it was kind of—it was kind of like it's one of the most interactive shows I've ever done, I think, yeah. and one of the most, you know, most connected with the audience shows I've ever done. And that's why it gives me so much joy to do it, is because they want to be there, you know. And so many times when you do shows, you have no idea if they want to be there or not. <laughs> Sometimes, but with this, with this show, they they want to be there and they're ready. <laughs> so it's like you don't have to prep as much because they're already prepped for you. They're primed, right? So um, all you gotta Jim, do is throw it home. Oh yeah, Jim. Who's your favorite character outside of like Dr. Scott? I mean, is there a part of the show if you're backstage or kind of on stage and kind of always trying to catch out of your eyes? Is there a certain part of the show that you always love to see or you're, that you like to try to watch? Well, if there's a good magenta, magenta is, you know, pretty hard to resist. That's a pretty great character. And um, uh, and Riff Raff, I mean, you know, it's written by and, and for Riff Raff, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he is always interesting. And so I, I love that part. I like, I like the part at the end, you know, with the, the aliens uh, reveal and all that. Sorry about the spoiler, but Turns out they're aliens. They're aliens? Yeah, well, some of them. Shit, I didn't read the book yet, so I didn't really know what. No, anything. you should. Yeah, yeah, you'll find out. Okay, Chad, what's your favorite <laughs> part? Is there a part that you like to try to catch if you're off stage or uh, that you're always looking forward to? That's not your part. Um, when I'm off, are you there? Sorry. Yeah. Thought I lost it. When I'm off stage, um. When I'm off stage, I am either applying makeup, um, drinking water, or <laughs> having a costume change. I like to. I like Frankenfurter to in, re-enter every time he re-enters. Every time I re-enter, I um, Frank has a different um, a different corset or a different set of heels on. Oh, uh, I do a I do a I, I do insane quick changes because he's so over the top that I think he would be, um, you know, I want to surprise my audience. I want to surprise my guests. 
And so every time I entered, I, I had it. So I didn't have a lot of time to watch, um, you know, uh, scenes that I wasn't in um, during performance, but certainly during rehearsal I did. And I would say uh, that I think my favorite probably, hmm, um, I really like the Touch Me uh, sequence. I like the Touch Me song. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Grant, you're... And we do it really crazy with, with our Rocky is, like, always, you know, got to be really big and got to be able to, you know, flip Janet around and do lots of swing with her, you know, so that she's just a toy to him. And he's just... And, and likewise, he's a toy to her. And they're just, you know, going crazy during the number with lots of acrobatics and dancing. Awesome. Grant, what's your, uh, is there any part that you like to try to catch if you can? Um, yeah, I mean, I like it all. And the main reason I like it is I adore the music. I, I just love the songs. And I, you know, I mean, there's a light in Frankenstein's place. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, it's up there, definitely in the top 20. And so uh-huh. I always listen to that. Uh, and then, of course, I, you know, I listen to the Time Warp because, of course, I have to go on stage next. So I'm right. seeing how that, how, you know, how they're doing, you know, because here we go. So I, I watch that. But, you know, like, you know, like Chad said, you're busy. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to watch, but I always no. listen. I'm always listening. If I'm not on stage, I'm always listening to what's going on because it's so unpredictable. You have to be ready to do what we need to do. Uh, but I love it all, to be honest with you. I love Dr. Scott. I, I'm, I'm, I think that's hilarious. I, I, just, I just love all the gimmicks in the show and the way it's structured. Um, I, love, I love them all. I'm trying to think if there's, <laughs> there's any, any number that I don't care for, and there really isn't. They're all beautiful, and, and if done correctly, they're amazing. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, probably there's a lot of Frankenstein's play. Yeah, that's probably that's, – that's what gets me started. That's that's the start of my journey right there. When when, they, when you hit that bass beat, and it starts doing that, you know that in the development darkness and all that type of stuff. That kind, of, yeah, that puts me into it. And then of course they repeat that beat when I come on. So, <laughs> so, so there's two edges to that sword too. So you know, but that's that's the that's probably the number that really gets me going. Uh, that starts that starts the show for me. That gets ready to start getting crazy. Um, but awesome. yeah, but the time warp is great. But the, but what's so hilarious about this, and I, I'm sorry to ramble on, but no. I went to a New Year's Eve wedding in Louisville, and the woman that was getting married, she goes, Grant, come out here, teach us how to do the time warp. And I'm like, honey, I've never done that number. I have no idea. I, I mean, I have no freaking clue. That comes, that's right before I come on stage. And I had to go out there and fake that shit, and it was embarrassing. But people seemed to think I knew, but I didn't. I had no idea. But, you know, I guess it's, it's, that's what you do. You know, you pull it out of your butt, you know, and that's what Rocky Horror is about, is pulling stuff out when you ain't ready. You know, <laughs> depending on what they would, do. So I would give a lot to have seen that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I will pull his plug out. Oh man! Oh man! Um, there are so many, so many puns, so many puns there that were left wide open. I know right? exactly. You on before shit hits the fan. Uh, anybody and I, and honest to God, I'm going to be the first. To, I feel bad about this because I should have. Um, television film. They just did it. It was out a couple of weeks ago. I recorded it. Haven't watched it yet. I've seen the cast. Um, you know, I'm half and half, but out of you three, has anybody seen it? And give me your thoughts on this new version. 
My opinion is you haven't missed anything, and there are minutes of my life that I will never get back. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Wow. And it takes well, a lot. I'm going to guess from you, Chad Allen, too. It takes a lot probably not to like a Rocky I, Horror. I know. I really wanted to like it. The, I really wanted to like it. The only thing I like about it is that it obviously – uh, reached a new audience. It reached a new generation. Much like whenever Glee tried to do some numbers from it. I mean, but they had right. to fox size it and Glee eyes it and everything. So it really lacked a lot of luster that I had hoped for it. But at the same time, you know, I thought that they still could have done a better job than what they did. Um, but that's just my opinion. And I, the only thing I think so far that I know of is I was just glad Tim Curry was involved. I haven't seen him yet. I'm just glad he was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grant or Jim, have you guys seen it at all yet? I I had not seen I have not seen the whole thing. I saw clips of it, and what I did see I had to I had to go with Chad. I think it's ironic that the Fox Network is doing Rocky Horror. That that cracks my shit up. And then <laughs> the fact I mean that's just ironic in itself. And I know they're going to mess it up because it's Fox. That's, so that's come on, news, you know. I mean, yeah, give me a break. But and then with the clips that I did see of it, it was just too glossy for me. I like my Rocky Horror rough. I like right. it dirty. I like it. I like it dingy. And yeah, I knew that they were going to lay, you know, ten pounds of Vaseline on that show. And from what yeah. I saw, they did. It's just too glossy for me. Yeah. Jim, did you but, see yeah. it? Uh, same thing. I saw some clips and. I, it didn't do anything for me. I, you know, there's some things I don't want to see a new one of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to see someone else make a movie of To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, I've seen Gregory Peck do it. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, Tim Curry, I, I have loved him all his career because I first saw him in Rocky Horror. And it informs everything else that he has done because here's the limit on this guy, you know? Here's how far he goes. I'm I'm not really, you know, into the new one. Right. I mean, I will still I'll still give it a shot. I mean, I will still watch it. I mean, because I I want to see it. But I've just been disappointed by those live shows. Greece was awful. Uh, It was boring. Um, It was not. It was. It was just not good. And it was hard for me to do that because hard for me to say that because you know I know these are good actors I know they're I need mean, to get the best talent they can but there's just right. something about it. it just didn't ring and so I'm afraid there's this was not going to ring either but I will give it a shot. There's just some shows you really just shouldn't touch. Yeah, you don't want to mess with it too much. You take what's well, like what they're doing with Shakespeare now too, where they take the concept so far that it overrides the play. Mm-hmm. You know you can't always twist everything around. You know you still got to have that essence there. And I agree. Yeah, Rocky Horror's got some things you just can't touch. Uh, right. It has to stay the way it is. So. Uh, Chad, I'm going to ask you this one, and then if anybody else to chime in. Um, obviously, the movie and everything became, and the play and all that. What was, What's your take on how this became such a, um, you know, the midnight showing and such a cult classic? I mean, it's, I mean, if you when you first look at it, my first take of Rocky Horror when I first saw it I was like, I have to be stoned to watch this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and seriously, I did not <laughs> like it the first time I saw it. I hated it. it I thought it was it, stupid. It actually helped. And then it took me a little bit, but now I'm like, I have to watch it. And but you know what? It, it became that 
you know, places everywhere around the world, almost every place, there's places that still do it almost, almost every, every October. But I mean, what Chad, what's your thought on this whole cult classic and how it became that and, and, you know, how it could still be big still today? Um, you know, how it came that is it, it, it and how it's still big today is, is truly a mystery. I think, I, I think from my research, I know that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that they, when they, when they created the movie based on the play, they, you know, it was really, <laughs> to, to, it's really to kind of mock the B movies and the sci-fi, you know, movies. And, and they were just having a good time, you know, and, what the fans created from that, um, they created those callbacks, those callouts, the shoutouts, and they they created that cult following. I mean, they created the movie. They made the movie something uh, else. It became some other monster. And um, how it is still that today is just, I think, generations and generations have passed on their love of it to friends and uh, even kids. We had... We had people bringing their kids, um, you know, grown-up kids, and some even younger kids that weren't yet grown up and out of the house yet, surprisingly, um, you know, bringing kids and saying, look, you know, I grew up on this, and I want you to experience it too during Halloween weekend. So kids were home for college break or or whatnot, or or they're in high school, and the parents are like, oh, yeah, go. I used to go to that in the movies. Go, go to Here's Money. You know, and they sent them to the theater to see it. So I think it's just passing it down and to, from generation to generation is, uh, uh, is, is Grant, what's important. You want to um, throw in your two cents on that? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Chad. I, I think it's because of the fact that it's appealing because it's still, it's, there's still a shockiness to it that people still cling to, and there's still a novelty to it, and it's so warped that I think that the essence of it is always there. It's that energy of like quirkiness and outlandishness that people latch onto and they want to be a part of that. People love to be silly, you know, and they don't ever chance, you know, hardly ever get the chance to do, let them do it. You know? So it's a lot of these people, I feel like go to that because it gets their one chance. I can be silly and I can, you know, I can scream and I can do what I want to do. You know, it's a, it's a freeing show. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it stays the test of time because it keeps people open and it keeps people, you know, exploring, you know, different facets of their lives. Because when you watch something, you're also thinking about your own life, or at least I do. So I, I think it, it keeps people exploring things. And it doesn't have to do with sexuality so much. It's just like what's weird and what's, what's different and what's right and what's wrong. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff in there. And I think it's still prevalent today. <laughs> we need to do it more often. People need to be more silly. People need to have a little more fun. You only hear once. <laughs> you know, it's hard to keep people from being cranky all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, especially with the election year. But Jim, your thoughts on that? That's my own take on it. I'm sorry, what? Your thoughts on it, Jim? Oh, well, I would agree. I would agree with what, you know, both of them said. I think, you know, to me, it's a nostalgia thing almost. But I think that to younger people, they find an edge on something that. It still has an edge. It has a current feel to it. And it's got to be sharp. You know, the show is it's prickly. If it doesn't uh, make you feel something, you know, you're not you're not paying attention. Uh, it's going to shock you. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you, you know, surprised or aroused or whatever. But 
it's going to arouse strong reactions in people, you know. So it's just crazy to think how it's timelessly edgy is is all. That's that's all I have to say. It's just like the audience participation stuff. When we were first putting it together in the bags, you know, it's like, all right, let's say we got toast, we got water, we got toilet paper, we got rice, we got, you know, it's like, this is insane. And it's the same over 40-something years that the still they're doing the same thing. And like Chad said before, they've, you know, they've every show they've upped it a little bit and changed, you know, some things to, with the times. But if you think about it, if you look at the participation and you look at a lot of the, the stuff that gets thrown or, you know, the callbacks and everything, it's still that 70s motif kind of look. Yeah. Well, it's a strong look. That's the whole thing. I mean, that's why I think, I mean, the art director and the set designer and all these people that created that film deserve some kudos because it's strong. You know, it's a strong concept. And I love the fact that everybody looks odd. How'd they find that many different odd looking people and throw them on the stage? And they all mm-hmm. move the same. They move they're doing the same moves, but they're odd. Yeah. <laughs> and every time yeah. I watch every time I watch the time off, I see another odd person. I'm like, Who is that? Where did that what guy come from? And this is the same movie. It's the same movie. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I see somebody, I'm like, woo! You know, because all these people, I think, really took it to heart and made their own little character. And that's what we did the first time. We decided that's what, you know, everyone had to have their own, you know, niche or their own little quirkiness to them. And it makes it so interesting to watch. Um, but, yeah, they deserve, I mean, it's, it's really, I, I watched, actually, they were playing the movie today on Logo, back to back. Uh, so I watch parts of it, and then I watch the other parts of it, and I'm revisiting it again. You know, I'm still seeing different stuff. I'm still seeing different set pieces that I didn't see, different little details that I didn't see. Because now that I've seen it so much, I can well, I can step back from it. I don't have to, you know, know the plot. I don't have to, you know, know the characters. I can look at other different things, and I always see something new. So. Uh, we got about ten. Wow, this this time went by fast. Holy crap! We got about ten minutes left, so I want to go down the line of each of you, and hopefully this will get close. Uh, we'll start with Jim. Your favorite Rocky Horror moment, period. Whether you were in it or on TV or the play or whatever, but your favorite Rocky Horror moment. My favorite Rocky Horror moment happened when we um, actually showed the film after we did the show and the production that that you put up. Mm-hmm. And it was during the film, and people were doing the shadow cast stuff. And we were out mingling. We were done. We were out meeting the people and, you know, having drinks, and it was great. And all of a sudden, an enormous, muscular man in a black leather kilt grabbed me by the arm and dragged me up on stage to do the proposal scene, and I was playing Janet. With, Janet. with, with the kiss, Okay. That happened to me, and I'm still okay, right? Am I okay? <laughs> so that would have to oh, be. Oh, yeah, that that'd be worth it, Chad. Yeah, what what's yours? Oh gosh, um, I think I think probably just my favorite part is is greeting the audience afterwards and getting to see 
getting getting to really meet them and see you know what they dressed up as and you know how many times they they because a lot of them like to tell you how many times they've seen the show and where they've seen it etc you know I think that's fun because you hear from where we're all there from. We had we've only done it for two years here in Gettysburg at this at this theater. I've only done it for two years, but we increased our uh, audience base and our um, and our our ticket sales were insane, insane. And we increased our audience base, our new audience development just just from that show. People that have never stepped foot in that theater, and we've been here. Eight, eight years, and we've just done Rocky for two years. And but people who had never stepped foot in that theater before came to Rocky. Obviously, they're Rocky cult followers, you know. But to hear where all they're from and they've driven, so you know, they'll find you. They'll find you on that website when you do Rocky or you're automatically put on that website of the live shows, and they'll find you and they'll drive to you. And uh, that's, that's, I think, my favorite part of all time is meeting the audience afterwards. And especially whenever they dress up, and, you know, like on closing night we had a, a party of like six and every one of them to a T dressed like the Transylvania, uh, Transylvanian um, convention attendees, you know, the part with the little party hats and the glasses and the little suits. And it was a riot. It was just a riot. They came as a big group. So uh, that's my favorite part is meeting the audience. Grant, yours? Well, there's two. <laughs> one is. <laughs> am I, am I one gonna, is am during. I put, am I, <laughs> I going to put a sense <laughs> No, not terribly so. Um, no, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree with, you know, me and the cast. I mean, they, they adore you. I mean, I, I've never had better accolades, and people just, they just adore it, they, you know, and, that, and that's wonderful, and it makes me feel very, very good. Uh, you know, you, you can't get any better than that with the audience and stuff. But, uh, what, well, I love, I, I guess I, my, my favorite moment, because it's a build up for this whole show, is when Brad finds, what has he done wrong? I go, oh, Brad. <laughs> that always, that, I mean, you've just seen a whole hour and a half of totally wrong shit. And the audience goes berserk. Really? You know, so that's a definite setup. That's my probably my favorite moment because I built up the whole time to that. The other one was during uh, intermission. I came into backstage, and there's that wall up there at the Canopy Club, and there's this huge cloud of pop smoke coming up out of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I guess they're lighting up or whatever. Fine. But this woman opened the door back there, and she could tell that she was extremely, you know, stoned. And she tried to get down the stairs, but she couldn't really get down the stairs. So I said, can I help you? <laughs> I know to this day that woman has nightmares. I know. She <laughs> I'm in full get up. Can I help you down the stairs? I don't know if I want to or not. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that's another one of my favorite moments. But now, yeah. you know, so just, you know, but it's. It, it, this cat, you know, the the show it just evicts the it evicts things from people, you know, and that's why I think it's it's so visceral with people. They just they just turn in, they just I don't know, they let themselves go a little bit, you know, they get a little bit freer, uh, and that's I mean that's what the show's about, and I think that's what I mean I enjoy doing it every time. I mean I have great memories of that show, and hopefully future memories too. So uh, we'll see. Cool. All right. Well, in the last part, Jim, is there anything you're involved in now you want to promote? Uh, anything you've got going on? Uh, feel free to uh, well, plug it now. Yeah, I've been. Um, I have been working with the Broman Improv Group, 
and uh, we're performing at the Clark Bar on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. every week. That's in Champaign. And this is a really superior improv group, and I'm really happy to be in it. I'm learning a lot from the people. I'm kind of a neophyte to the improv scene. You know, you bring your acting chops to it, but it's a whole separate set of skills. And uh, these are very smart, very funny people, and I'm really enjoying doing that. So I can be seen there unless I owe you money. And uh, other than that, I'm just making music and uh, giving guitar lessons. Yes, and one of your favorite students of all time is my daughter. That's right. She and she's in the room next door continuously playing, so I know she's doing something right. So I know exactly what she's playing this week. So do I. <laughs> Chad Allen, what do you uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, anything good you want to plug? Your website? Uh, what's what's going on in the East Coast? Uh, well, right now we we just did um, eight shows over two weekends of Rocky, and uh, we just closed that last night. And we have our tech our first tech dress rehearsal for Shrek um, Junior an all-youth version of Shrek, the musical, um, starting tomorrow night. They open Friday. So we have literally turned the theater around from Rocky to Shrek in 24 hours. And um, Yes, I'm insane, I know. And uh, we also start Man of La Mancha rehearsals tomorrow night as well. And that opens in how January. Many, how many shows do you guys do for your season? Uh, anywhere between 10 to 12. Hmm. 10 to 12 productions um, a year and an improv troupe. We've got a senior citizen theater group, a children's theater group, uh, adult theater, multi-generational cast, um, and also a uh, theater for special needs and disabilities called The Penguin Project, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. There's one locally here in town that's been doing, just started it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, I can't say enough about awesome. it. Pengu- penguinproject.org. Check it out, penguinproject.org. Cool. Grant, what do you got going on? I got nothing. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn thing. Before, before, oh. before Grand Masters, we just, we just closed the theater company I run, Twin City Squared. We just closed Peter the Starcatcher. And Grant was Black Stash, and Jim was Smee. And if you oh, ever yeah. want to see a funnier duo, than, they've done a lot of stuff around here together, for those of you that don't know. But those two together yeah. in this was absolutely flipping brilliant, and so uh, he just finished that. So as his agent, I got to you know at least plug his past stuff. So now that now yeah, that you now, just did that, you're taking a long hiatus, and now what? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just I mean, what's so funny about this place, you know, where I live, uh, is that things come up. You know, I mean, they call they call me for certain things, or a uh, project will come up. That I say, oh, I want to do that, and I just you know they. I, I choose them carefully. And so, but then, you know, last week I was playing a bunny, you know, they were like, Oh, we need somebody to play the bunny for this. Oh, I'll call Grant. Now we're, now we're playing a bunny uh, for uh, about energy, talking about energy for the kids. Uh, so mm-hmm. we did that. That was weird. Uh, and then we had to do it again. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm trying to probably take the time off for the holidays, but I'm ready. Whatever you want to do, let's do it. I'm gonna, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll get with you. I, there's things that are coming up. I'll, I'll give it a call. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, oh, geez. 
right, again, I want to thank Jim Dobbs, Chad Allen Carr, and uh, Grant Morenz uh, for being my guest tonight and talking Rocky. And you can actually, if you didn't get to make it tonight, uh, we'll post the, the link and you can listen back to it and check it out. And uh, so, again, thank you, you three, so much for this tonight. It's been an honor to have all of you on and talk uh, Rocky Horror. So, uh, Jim, thank you. Alan, thank you. And Grant, thank oh. you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime I want to talk Rocky, we can talk it. Yeah. Right. Thanks, guys. I'm going to let so you much. all go and wrap the show up. So, again, thanks so much, all right. guys. Um, all right. So, this is the, uh, this is the show. So, I want to thank everybody again for listening. Uh, if you have questions, you have comments, you have show suggestions, get a hold of me on the Facebook page, The Green Room. You can always do it on my Facebook page, Mike Galloway, or you can call me if you know my number. Hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll chat, we'll talk. So, again, thanks again for listening. This has been Mike Galloway in The Green Room. We'll be back next Monday night, 10 o'clock. Be here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.